Hey guys, this is Tyler. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to apologize for the um, slight echo on the recording this week. Um, it's a slight side effect of having um, a co-host and recording in the same room. We couldn't use headphones, um, so we had to have it go through the speakers, and that's what caused the slight echo. Um, so I apologize about that, but next week, uh, it will be back to just Nate and I, and it will be back to normal, clear, crisp audio, so please bear with us for one week, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Your Weekly Ramen. I am one of your hosts, Tyler. I have two co-hosts with me this week, Nate and my good friend, Chris. How's it going, guys? Hey, man. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Nate, how's it going? I can't complain either. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so, why don't we just, uh, since you guys are so talkative, why don't we just get started? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted. I, I downloaded a learn Japanese app on, on my phone earlier today, and I'm really trying to be impressive with it, but it's, I'm dropping the ball. That explains the text earlier that you sent me that tried to tell me in Japanese that you know was yours. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that off the top of your head, or did you uh, have to look I, it up? I had to look up one word. The rest I got. I was like, wait, what's this one word? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's impressive. I don't. My it was only like a one sentence. Yeah, right my on. Japanese has gotten very rusty recently. I need to I need to start working on it more. Like I kind of got lazy because I've been like in the car on the like in the morning. I used to listen to the the thing in the morning and afternoon on my way to work, um, and then I started getting lazy and I started listening to Bob and Bob and Tom in the mornings. Um, so then I only did it in the afternoon on the way home, and then I took one day a week out so I could listen to another podcast that I like to listen to. So now I only do, like, four days a week. Yeah. But, so I need to kind of get back into it more, but... Is this Bob, is Bob and Tom a nationwide kind of yeah. thing? Okay, it is? All right. I yep, didn't, nationwide I, and uh, I, overseas, worldwide, technically, okay. because they do... I, see, I didn't know if that was um, just an Illinois thing. No, no, I do wonder where they're at, though. I don't know where their actual studio is, because I hear them... Like, I heard the other day, um, like, Tom was like, I might look for a house in Peoria or, or Chicago. I'm like, so, maybe, I don't know. Like, wait, do they live in Illinois? Maybe. Are they going to move to here? That would be cool. That's what I, I'd always kind of thought they were, just in Illinois. I, they might be broadcast. up in Chicago. Possibly, maybe. But I don't know. And the, funny the funny thing, thing is, is, they could move right next door to you, and chances are you wouldn't recognize them. That's true, because you only hear them. I did actually look them up one time like to see what they look like, and yeah. I'm like, that is not what I imagined when I heard their voices. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look them up now. I wanna uh, I wanna see what they look like. Like Bob has this like 1970s like bushy ass mustache that like 
he says he's not shaved since the 70s or something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow, they do not look. And, and then Tom's just like weird looking. Like, I wouldn't expect Tom's voice to come out of that. Dude. No. I ne- okay. Very interesting. But I it, mean, I remember. Funny. I mean, I remember like the caricatures of them, like just the famous caricature, well, like sure, sure. that one. Yeah. And that's how I always picture, but that looks <laughs> right. nothing like how they really it look. It kind of like. reminds me of like. Uh, uh, looks almost like a, a, a Seth MacFarlane drawing. Almost. It kind of does a little like bit, a, or like a, a Mario. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, yeah, that's not really anime, but I enjoyed it, and it was related because of Japanese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they speak uh, purely Japanese on the Bob and Tom show, huh? No, it was related because I listened to them instead of my Japanese, like I should. Um, All right. But, uh, yeah, with Watashi wa Yuno san ga seki desu. That was me. That was you. And then Tyler selfishly l- replied, you know's mine. And, uh, I did it in, or... I did it in English, though, so I wasn't going to make you. I'll translate it because <laughs> I figured you probably just like Google translated that or something. <laughs> but, uh, oh, um, and Asuna is what he said. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, hold on. <laughs> <And Asuna. laughs> uh, so, yeah, so anyway, um, would you guys want to get started? Definitely. Yeah, so clever segue into uh, Ramen of the Week. All right. Ramen of the Week. I got, I got that this time. Um, how about we just like, just crack open some eggs, just pop some toast out of a toaster, and just enjoy ourselves a nice little uh, bacon flavored ramen. How about that? Does that sound good to you guys at all? It, 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 Am I the only I was, one who likes that idea? I was iffy until you showed me the picture. I mean, I'm looking at it right. I'm. It's from what I can see. It's a. It's a. It's something that is based only in England, and the main picture of it is eggs over easy, toast, and romp, and just like the ramen itself, all in a nice little bowl, and it looks really good. I might buy some of this on it off Amazon if I can. Oh yeah, it actually sounds you. really, really good. It does. I mean, I have you ever like actually like put egg broth in your ramen before ever? Um. Yeah, it actually it really I've, does. I've had like a soft boiled egg in it before. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of soft boiled eggs. So. I actually like hard like hard boiled it with hard boiled too. would be better. Like actually had the egg in the broth. I thought yeah, I thought it tasted really good. Yeah, that 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 was it. Soft boiled yeah, yeah, soft boiled's weird. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is like, and I, the worst part is I didn't know it was soft boiled either. So when I like bit into it, I was expecting a hard boiled egg. Ugh. Just looking at it, you think hard-boiled egg, and then you bite into it, and you're like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like the conversation we had last week about the um, about the cream cheese cake. Oh yeah, and, and how like, delicious it was, and how absolutely freaking disgusting it is. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Really. I mean, well. If you're asking me, I I'll, I'll give you that two thirds of this podcast would agree with you, but you are one third of that two thirds, so I guess. Uh, but by the way, we should mention um, for you first time listeners out there, 
Uh, Chris is the guest star who actually he has the prestigious title of the only guest star we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> hey. I've tried getting like a few other people that I thought might work, but they were like, like I tried to, I, I, I asked my brother-in-law once to see if he, because he, he watches some anime, not a lot, but some. And I was like, yeah, we like could get, it. we could get your old boss who hates Fullmetal Alchemist. Oh no, well, this is an old coworker. Oh yeah. And he doesn't even work at the company anymore. I don't, I, I mean, I'm sure I could crack him down and. He has very um, strong opinions, so I'm sure he, he could probably definitely fill up some time arguing. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm know. working on a guy. Right? Uh, yeah, recently, my school, I started attending the anime club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a guy on there who... I haven't really talked to him much, but his voice is like perfect for radio. It's a radio voice. Oh wow! Yeah, he's got like like deep, hearty voice. Are you saying we don't have deep, hearty, beautiful voices? I used to. I I mean, I used to do radio speaking in high school, but yeah. hey, I guess I lost my voice just because I you haven't like done. Home, Say what? You weren't on Rocket One. That was the TV. Oh, right? screw Rocket One. I was never going to do Rocket Ooh. One. <laughs> You thought the radio was your ally, but I was born in the radio. (laughs) Yeah, that's a radio voice I can listen to. I was was born with a teleprompter. Uh, I was molded by it. I didn't know we had a radio. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, if uh, if you're using a teleprompter on a radio show, you get it. Um, (laughs) That's that's something, I suppose. Yes. (laughs) So, I feel like that's something wrong Burgundy would do. Probably. Has anyone actually, have you guys actually seen Anchorman 2? Not too. It really was not good. See, some no, people you didn't said like they it? liked it a lot. I don't. Some people said they just well, thought it was insanely stupid. The, the problem with, I think the problem with it is that there were like three different versions of it that mm. actually changed the yeah, joke between each version. I, apparently, from what I heard, the theatrical release was freaking hilarious, but I watched it on Netflix. I watched the director's super-duper long cut on Netflix, mm. and I thought it was the most boring thing I'd ever watched in a comedy. Yeah, probably It just not. wasn't funny. I don't know. I apparently, I guess the saying, well, I guess everyone else saw a different movie than I did made sense, because I saw a different movie than everybody else. <laughs> That's probably one of the only movies where that... Is actually a thing, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> they I really mean, they change it to the point where it almost is a different movie. Like they, I, I, one of the, I think one of the big things is that they're like in the first movie there was a giant fight at the very end of it between the newscasters and yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was super Their long. Boy Will Smith, yeah, Hashtag Will Smith, and like he's a fan. Yeah, <laughs> if you've ever listened to one of our other shows, that's canon. <laughs> So, yeah, um, so we have an anime of the week, right? Well, yeah, yeah but, but before we get to before. that, before, Itadaki Mas. Itadaki Mas. See, the thing is, I was able to kind of synchronize a little bit because I just saw Tyler just put his hands together 
And then <laughs> in the motions, I was like, oh, he's gonna do it. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nate doesn't have that visual cue. No, so I don't. That's the best part, though. <laughs> well, yeah, because he makes you do the lifelong Yep. It's fun. It is quite fun. Tyler's a very sadistic person. I'm slowly finding out. I'm not as bad as Ross. I was going to say, I want to... You've never, you haven't. Well, we've only made one Super Mario Maker, and it isn't even that terrible. No, no level. No, no. I tried. Gerard has some hell. Gerard's levels, levels are stupid. I finished one of Gerard's levels actually. Really? It was. I mean, they're not too hard if you actually know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, the one I completed was the Bowser's Construction Nightmare level. Oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was stupid. But once I finally did, I was like, yes. Screw you, Gerard. Yeah, I think his are like mostly just like little tricks if you can figure them out. Um, so like after watching <clears throat> Game Grumps do it, I was like, oh yeah, now that I know that, that probably wouldn't be too hard at all. No. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Your Weekly Ramen, where we spend a good portion of the intro talking about Anchorman and YouTubers. I love YouTubers. Hey, you YouTubers are the reason why we have show a show like this. This is true. We get and the reason we have inspired, Yeah, we know we know that stuff like this can work and have an audience. So it's like, hey, why not? Let's do it. This is true. <laughs> what? What? How? How does what YouTuber have you known that has done a successful anime podcast? Oh, I mean, not not just an anime podcast in general, but just like a podcast about a certain like. What YouTubers do podcasts? Uh, well, I think Markiplier's Mark, Markiplier's got a podcast. The game, the game Grumps themselves actually were originally supposed. They talked about it, and they, yeah, they, they were want, supposed to be. Markiplier has a podcast. No, I don't think he has a podcast. He's just guest starred on. The can the continue the continue guys have got a podcast. Yeah, that doesn't continue cast me. continue cast was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So. But anyway, let's talk no. about our podcast. Yeah, their yeah. competition. <laughs> Giving free advertising here, man. Um, what are you doing, Chris? I, I promise I'm not getting paid. <laughs> right. I wish I was. Right. Um, all right, so let's just go on to the anime of the week, Ben. Uh, the anime of the week this week is one of uh well i mean we're still in october this should be our last podcast of october if i remember right hey halloween's next saturday yeah. it sure is you could do a podcast right on halloween we could but it would air after so uh, man, that's... yeah there's no way we would be able to i wouldn't be able to get it out record and edit in a day the first or second that's true so, we're that's lucky fair. if we can record and edit and get it up within the next day <laughs> Right. That's, that's true. Uh, speaking of, John Tron still needs to get his damn act together. It's one week. He hasn't released a damn video. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> back from YouTube or back to the thing. Uh, yeah, okay. But it's we got such a great anime of the week too. <laughs> I know, right? Um. So anyway, the uh, the anime of the week this week, like I said, it's October still, so we're still doing our. Um, spooky, scary anime. Um, I know, right? It makes me want to sing that song. Um, but, uh, this one, um, will be our last for the month of October. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, 
surprise, shocking twist. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, folks, October does have an end. <laughs> if only it didn't. It's now, the, and now I, I guess the question is, are we leaving the best one for last? In my uh, opinion, yes. Because that's yeah. the way I planned it we'll, out. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll divulge we'll Chris and, and Nate agree we'll be, that I don't know. That's we'll, why we're doing this. Yeah, we'll talk. I think we can definitely have some nice discussion about this one. <laughs> so, um, okay, so the name of the anime of the week is called Another. Um, and in Japanese, Another what? Another. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the name? Another. Another. Another what? It's another anime. <laughs> it is so confusing, though. I, I don't t- I can't tell you how many times I've actually had that conversation. Like, I was talking to, Wait. Uh, like, you or Nate, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just watched another, that, the, another anime. Did we not have, did we not have that conversation, like, last week within the podcast? Uh, or was it, have. it, I yeah, could, yeah, it might have been, did. totally was, and I had no idea what the hell was going on. I, I believe we did. I feel like, like I, hope, I hope it was after the podcast, because otherwise we gave it away. Um, it might have been after the podcast. It might have been like after we were recording and we were still like uh, all it all, talking. It all blends together. Um, yeah, it really does. Like I can't remember what was in what part, but um, I don't even know who that. you guys are. I know, right? It's, it's an identity <laughs> crisis. Um. So yeah, so it, it's a confusing name, but it's literally another. Um. So here we go with the synopsis. In 1972, a popular student in uh, Yamiyama, Yamiyama, Yomiyama, that's it, I have a strong note, uh, North, uh, North Middle School's class 3-3 named Masaki passed away during the school year. Since then, the, ta- the town of Yomiyama has been shrouded by a fa- uh, fearful atmosphere from dark secrets hidden deep within. 26 years later, 15-year-old Koichi Sakibara uh, transfers into class 3-3 of Yomiyama North and soon discovers that a strange gloomy mood seems to hang over all the students. He also finds himself drawn to the mysterious eye-patched-wearing student, Bay Misaki. She's a pirate. I, mean, I gotta say, like, hmm. as far as a pirate goes, that's not really... I mean, you think she would have, like, a cooler eye patch. <laughs> that's kind yeah. of just like a bandage over her eye. Not really an eye patch, but... Not a very good pirate. Captain Harlock would be disappointed. Yeah, right. I mean, she doesn't have a parrot, either. Definitely needs a parrot. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> however, the rest of the class and the teachers seem to treat her like she doesn't exist, paying no heed to warning from anyone, including Mame herself. Oichi begins to get closer not only to her, but also to the truth behind the gruesome phenomenon plaguing class 3-3 of Yomiyama North. Based on... You- Yukito Ayatsuji's popular supernatural mystery thriller novel, another. Um, yeah. 
<clears throat> so it's a horror mystery thriller thriller too yeah, yeah. see what all uh well horror mystery school supernatural thriller according to my anime list yeah also uh just a warning it's rated r 17 plus for violence and profanity Oh, see here, I thought you were going to go with another pirate joke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, opportunity missed. Funnily, funnily enough, that's actually, according to MAL, that's the same age rating that they give Full Malcolm's Brotherhood. Yeah. I don't quite, don't quite agree with that rating. No. I mean, I that's, can... that's strange, because that's, it's not like not that the violent, difference in artwork, violent. right? Because, I mean... Well, I mean the death, like, so what I'm talking about is in the previous anime we talked about, Corpse Party, oh, yeah, the yeah, deaths yeah. were like, bleh, you know? Insanely gruesome. I saw some clips of it. Did it? Yeah. Never, never again. Yeah, do all uh, that. Wise choice. I'm not, I'm Only never. like a four episode series. I'm never going to look at an eyeball the same way again. Oh, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, so the gruesome level, I'll, I'll bet the gruesome level does get intense with Full Metal Ar- Alchemist, but I think the main difference why that it's surprising that they're rated the same way is because <clears throat> even though this is a great anime, Full Metal Alchemist pulls you in so much more that the deaths or the, the gore or whatever in it has so much more of an impact on you. It impacts you like multiple levels. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it, it's... I don't quite agree. I don't I could quite see. Agree. I could see the original, though. No, I don't even think the original. I don't know. The original is much darker. If I remember right, the original Full Metal Alchemist, when they released the fifty-first and the fifty-first and final episode, uh-huh. it was the first time in Adult Swim history that they actually had a warning right before the episode saying, "Hey, this contains um, very, very graphic violence and content," yeah. which was looking back on the episode is actually kind of tame. <laughs> yeah, right. I think <laughs> compared to what some stuff that's out there, yeah, especially some stuff that we've been doing. I guess, lately. I guess, I guess it makes sense because, like, the technical—if you look on like the box art for the Fullmetal Alchemist DVD sets by Funimation, the the full-on rating of the whole series is actually PG, just PG. On the very bottom, the very bottom. Tyler's currently on the bottom of the box. Well, oh, yeah, and at the oh, end of the day, oh, what it is is it's just PDPG. a chart, right? They say PDPG this has yeah. violence, profanity, nudity. It's got to be rated R. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why I think I think End of Evangelion had an has an R plus rating on MAL. Yeah. Same with Elephant Lead. Yeah, that's one I really wanted to kind of do for October, but I just kind of thought there was other ones that were. Better. As long as I don't have to rewatch it, I'm cool. Yeah. Talking about it. <laughs> I, I, Nate hasn't watched it lately. I thought Elf was good. I think it's great. It's just something I don't need to watch a third time. You know, I feel the same way about Corpse Party. I don't. I think I don't. I don't think you need to see that series once. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that same way too. I saw it twice. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Tyler doesn't share that opinion. It was cool. I liked it. I, I, I'm not very phased by all that kind of stuff. It made for a great podcast episode. I'd rather enjoy it, honestly. Well, um... The better the horror, the, the more I like it. Yeah. I got a friend you should talk to. 
I don't think. <laughs> see, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch up on this extremely later okay. in the day. But I detest the overuse of violence in anything horror. I don't. Something doesn't need to be exceedingly violent. For I agree. It to be scary. I agree. I'm not gonna lie. Another. This series alone is probably its scariest when no violence is happening. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll yeah. talk. We'll talk about that. Yeah, a and bit that's, later. yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, well, you know what? Why don't we just um, jump right into uh, the story then? Um, I mean, the synopsis didn't do too bad, but um, but we can definitely just. Uh, Kind of paraphrase the synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, well, let's see. Where to start? Um, well, why don't we start with um, <clears throat> the main character, uh, Koichi? Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think it's Koichi. Yep. Koichi. Not, he, not Koichi. They always call him by Sakibara, so that's just what I call him. Yeah, I always call him by their last names. So whatever they're called the most in the series is what I call them. Unless it's well, like an insanely hard name. Which ultimately, that I think that's going to bring me into my biggest criticism of the series, which we can touch up on as we're going through the characters. Uh, Alright. Yeah. So we'll start no, with characters. Yeah, so, oh, you no, know, let's start with plot. <laughs> Come on. I it'll thought be you short. characters. <clears throat> no, it start, so it starts with, starts with Sakibara um, <clears throat> moving to this kind of out-of-the-way town. Right. Yeah. And the main superstition in this town kind of is is or in the school in the town is what drives the whole plot. Yeah. And that's that <clears throat> class three three of this school is cursed. And for the sake of moving the plot forward, Sakibara just happens to be transferring into class three three. Um and the this curse is well, I'll let you talk about it, Tyler, because it's your anime. <laughs> all right, all right. Good. It's a little confusing. I'm not gonna lie. It 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 is. It's one of my other detractions of the series. So, <laughs> it, I mean, it's it is, but it isn't. I mean, okay. So anyway, the curse has to do with a student that um was in that class. 27, 26 years prior to when this anime took place. Um, and 1972, it was a, a popular middle school girl named Masaki. Um, and she just, everybody loved her. Um, teachers, students, all that. They all loved her. And then um, she suddenly died. And everybody was super upset and super sad. Well, a little bit after that happened, um, they, one of the students, one of the male students, started just saying, oh no, she's still there. Like, the, the he would point over to her seat and say, what are you talking about? Masaki is still, still there. And um, so everybody started playing along and saying, you know, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, just kind of for her memory kind of sake, you know, just kind of a, a thing. And even at the... Um, the graduation ceremony that year, because this is taking place in a, um, a a ninth grade class, which in Japan is equivalent to our eighth grade class here, where it's a class right before you go into high school. Um, so at their graduation ceremony, they also put aside a seat for her um, to graduate. Um, and, you know, this 
went on, everything fine, but it didn't end there. Um, so the the weird thing about the curse is it doesn't happen every year either. Um, it's it's related to um, there being one extra student in the class, um, and if you can. The, the whole point of it is that nobody knows who the student is, even the student themselves. Yeah. So that's kind of like an interesting twist. But um, It really makes it a mystery through and through, not only for the viewer, but for the characters as well. Right, right. The, the, the characters literally can't have any tells to as who the dead one is because they don't know. Exactly. Like the dead one doesn't know. Right. It's kind of a, a cool little twist. It's just it's ba- it's basically just a really really creepy ghost algorithm, I guess. <laughs> right. That's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and so the the curse has to do um, essentially people in that class will start dying. Yeah. Um, and it's not just restricted to students. Students, teachers alike. They can die. NRNs. Yep, yep. And, and family, student family members. Yep, yep. Pretty much anybody related to the students in this class. Anybody that has any kind of affiliation with these students in class 3-3. So basically, since it's a small Japanese town. Everybody in the town. The whole friggin' much. town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and I mean, it. it's not even that far into the series. I think it's only like two or three episodes into the series that we get to see the first death. Yeah. I think it's like three episodes, maybe. Which ultimately, again, I'm... This is the biggest positive I give the series. It mounts tension. Oh, like, oh yeah. That first like, death is spectacular. It really is. It's one because, of like, you just... The entire time, I remember when we were first watching it, you have no idea... When the axe is going to drop, right? And you have like a feeling when it might be soon, and then it just doesn't happen. And then by the time you kind of let your guard back down, then it happens. Yeah, you just because like the axe doesn't it doesn't drop in every episode, right? But again, it the problem with it is that I think it gets spoiled by the format in the fact that the axe always, for the most part, from what I've seen up until how far I am, episode ten or eleven. It always drops at the end of the episode. Now, see, so unless you're watching the episode time itself, you mm-hmm. can get your guard down. But right. if you know how long the episode is, it's like, oh well, we're near the end of the episode. Someone's someone's gonna die. Yeah, I mean that's once, fair enough. Once I never you really noticed it. it, but starting um, episode, so the the series itself is twelve episodes long. You've watched ten. Yep. Episodes eleven and twelve break that. Awesome. 11 and 12, just everything hits the fucking fan. Because I'm, I'm like a, I mean, I still, I, I still think this is a, a very, very good horror series. I'm gonna finish it. I'm yeah. liking what I'm seeing so much so far. If, if you like Higurashi, then 11 and 12, episodes 11 and 12, you'll like. Alright, that, yeah. that makes me really excited. Um, can I put in my two cents about the uh, X dropping thing? Yeah. It's. I mean, I agree with you, Chris. It's true. You can uh, pretty much tell that the person is going to die at the end of the episode. 
Um, but they've established that curse, right? And that as long as you're under the assumption that the curse holds true, it's not that much of a spoiler, right? Because you know people are gonna die. Yeah. What's interesting and what what keeps that suspension is like, ooh, who's gonna die? And ooh, how are they gonna die? You know, oh, they're going into this dan- dangerous situation. I bet they're gonna die here, but oh, nope, nope, they survive. <laughs> I, exactly. I think, and that that is the biggest praise I can give the series is that ultimately, even when it comes down to it, even like I said, even though the axe dropping is kind of spoiled by the format of the of the episode, sometimes the axe doesn't always drop each episode, and there's plenty of tension mounting scenes oh. where you think something happens and then it doesn't and then it could happen in the next episode right and you're surprised and, and i guess say like you said one uh, some of the things that this series does best in my opinion tension suspense setting the mood yeah yeah they do really good with that and and one of my favorite things is the deaths they're really none of them are the same death and they're very they're creative. Some of, some of them get really creative with how they do it. Like like the uh, the beach party episode. Yep, that's got my favorite death so it's, far. Really, it's crazy how we like we shouldn't spoil it. But. No, 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 no. But a lot. I was gonna say a lot of horror anime. You hear that sentence, right? The beach party, and you think, <laughs> oh, what? The beach party and horror anime? That's filler. It's gonna go throw off the whole series. But with this one, no siree. It's only 12 episodes long. There is no room for filler. Oh, and that's that's one of the big things about the beach party that I really love, too, is that, like, it's my favorite episode so far because it drops your guard down so much. Yeah, right. But at the same time, you're just, like, you're still tensed up because you're, like, so many bad things go wrong. Well, and the, the great thing is, it, it happens so late in the series too. You're like, oh, are things starting to finally look up for people? And oh, that's what I thought too. Because yeah. we no. we didn't mention this, but this is a big plot device as well. Throughout the story, the students are all desperately trying to find a way to break the curse, and you get little clues throughout the uh, series. Yeah, nobody wants to die. Yeah. But yeah, no, and I think it does that well. It does the, um, the the mystery part pretty well too. Um, you know, you're you're always kind of like, and, and and the great thing is you don't find out who it is until the last episode. So up until the, the very end, and it's not even just like, it's 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 towards like the middle to end of the last episode. Okay. So you, like up until the very end, you're just like, who is it? Who could it be? Who could it be? Very yeah. And also for you, well, <laughs> sorry, uh, for you, Chris, and for the listeners, um, of the last episode after the credits, you should definitely stick around because there's a little tidbit. It's not really important, but it's just kind of like, well, that was cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be paying. I will definitely pay attention. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, I mean, story wise, I, I, I really do. Um, I really do like it. It's like I said, it's not too long of an anime, so there's not a lot of um, bullshit, and there's it's pretty, um, pretty you know, constant. Yeah, it doesn't end off in a cliffhanger either. A lot of, I mean, not a lot, but some great animes like uh, No Game No Life 
that are shorter, like 12 episodes, end off in a cliffhanger. And you could see this one kind of doing that if they were planning on a season two, but no, they resolve it really nicely. That's good. It's almost it's, a shame they don't have a season two, though, because I do love it. You know, it's interesting because they resolve it. They tie up their loose ends, but they could still do a season two and be totally oh, yeah, justified. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. According to my anime list, it does have a prequel, um, but it's only <clears> one episode <throat> OVA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Very interesting. Um, but I don't think I've seen that, so I might have to... <laughs> it's got a funny title, though. Another, the other. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, story wise, I love it though. Um, and again, I like I like the tension too. Yeah, I mean, I think it does really well, um, creating tension, suspense. Um, I wouldn't say there's a lot of drama in it, but um, you know, the deaths are always cool and unique, and um, you know, each one's you know different from the other, and and some of them are really uh, very creative ways of killing people. Um, very scary ways of killing people too, because you're like, "Oh shit, that could easily happen." It's like, I'm yeah, there's certain things I won't say. What I won't look at the same way. Oh yeah, I was about to say that. I'm like, I'm not ever gonna use an umbrella ever again. I don't care if it's freaking hurricane breezy out there. I'm not using an umbrella after this. Right. Um. There's one. There is. There is one thing I want to talk about, but I'm gonna save it for our the animation segment. Oh okay. Okay. Well, let's move on to characters then. Okay. Good. I have the least to contribute to this. Oh, really? I hate the characters. They're they're not memorable. Uh, Even Masaki. Masaki is the only character I like. I really, yeah. I mean, Masaki's it. She is very iconic looking as a character. Yes. Yes, and she she's. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold what? on. Hold on. Okay. Step back. Step back. I totally forgot something that we did not mention. What? Rewind. About back up. Alright, so it made when we were talking about Masaki Mei, it made me think about it. One thing that this thing does, this this anime does very well, that is creepy factor, and I know you'll agree with me, the dolls. Oh, I was gonna save that for the save it, save it. We'll talk right, about right. we'll talk about the dolls in the animation. Oh, okay, okay. That's right. what I that's what I was gonna talk about. Okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. So um okay, so we got Masaki Mei, I thought oh. um but In my opinion, Masaki is the embodiment of the mystery in this uh, in this series. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good way to put it. Um, she, I mean, she's arguably probably the main character. Of course, there's there's really two main characters, her and Sakibara. But uh, I, I mean, you could argue that she's probably the more important of the two main characters. Yeah, definitely the 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 better designed of the two. Oh yeah, like she has a really cool design to her. That it's. It's very, it's a very familiar design, and it's a very, famil- it's a very familiar portrayal as well. I mean, we've seen the creepy girl like her before in plenty of other anime, but just there's some, there is something about yeah, her that no. is different. Uh, yeah, I think they there is right because <clears throat> so in our last anime, um, Higurashi, right? Mm-hmm. When the uh, Granted, I only watched three episodes, but when when the when the girl characters right went into their cat eye form or whatever, I classify that as a, a creepy character. And even some of the things they did, 
Masaki, she falls into that category kind of, but it's a little different, right? Because it's like she's creepy, but not because she's clearly possessed by something like the girls. She's creepy just because she's like a little socially awkward, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and not she's only not that, an- she has a lot of mystery around her, so that also kind of adds to that creepiness. And she's not antagonistic in any way, right? What seen, right. From what I've seen, so that adds to, that adds to the creepy factor, like her very, very calm, mm-hmm. creepy demeanor, and the fact that there is just a gigantic mystery that we're trying yeah, to unravel right. around her. Yeah, which I the, think the fact that you don't really know much about her is always kind of like, well, she seems nice <clears throat> enough. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much all you know is her reputation. So, uh, starting off anyway, and then you find out more about her, and you're like, you know, she kind of fits this reputation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, she's a pretty good main, uh, character. Now, um, another one is the other main character is um, Sakakibara, and. I, I like him well enough. Yeah, he's not the most... He's a blank slate. Yeah, I mean, he's not the most developed main character, but I would I would argue that neither was Higurashi's main lead, male lead. He's also pretty blank. Nah, I mean, uh, it's... Until, until, like, the very end, he, when that's, you start to yeah. a little mystery about him. But I mean, I still like I still like Aichi as the main character, but... I do agree, yes. He is kind of... He's a blank slate to interact with everybody else. Yeah, yeah I feel I mean, like that's, his... That's the point of the character, yeah. His purpose is to develop Masaki, really, because that's why he's so curious about her and everything, because he only learned things, really, about her through him. Right, because, yeah. like, all the other students want nothing to do with her. He's the only one that will have anything to do with her, so, yeah, we have to... He's a necessary character <clears throat> to further the story. And the other and the other classmates are stereotypical and simply meant to be fodder yeah. for the deaths. Yeah, no, I agree. The only <laughs> the only exception I might have is um, Akizawa. She's she's the like the, the one the one with the ponytail. Yeah, yeah. the class. She's she's kind of she's a little more to her. There is a little bit more to her, but she does kind of have like that prissy standoffish kind of appeal to her which a little bit yeah yeah it's at, at the same time i think it's been there done that with some other series so i wasn't too attached to her so, i feel i would argue that each of the uh three student council members i think that's what they are you see in the first episode mm-hmm. serve important roles yeah. yeah uh chris you haven't seen it yet but later on kazami will serve in a key role um, I don't know if that's spoiler or not, but I'm, I, yeah, I imagine there's I I do imagine there's more to them. Yeah, the other student council developed some things as well. But I wanted to make a point about Sakibara. Um, another important thing he brings to the table is an outsider's perspective on everything that's going on because he's yeah. a transfer student. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he is honest. He's honestly someone that us, the viewer, Can kind of are with. supposed to relate with, and with that, they do a good job. But at, I mean, at the same time, you're like, you have to think of it. You have to think of it compared to like everything else too. It's like with a video game. It's like, oh, you're you're projecting yourself onto Link from Legend of Zelda, or you're projecting yourself as Mario. Mm-hmm. Does that mean Mario and Link are specifically 
really well-developed characters. <laughs> not really, but their vehicles, their vehicles by which the viewer and or player use project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. And that's why they got, yeah, that's why they got Mei in there, or Misaki, because I don't think you could develop her and have her have that same atmosphere if she were the vehicle, what you were projecting yourself on. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, not all the characters are are the most memorable ones, but, I mean, like, Masaki Mei sticks out, like, really well. Oh, she sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, she's great. Yeah. Um, Definitely one of my favorite characters. The librarian, uh, Chibiki. Oh yeah, I like. Him. Also serves a cool role. Oh, the old, the old guy. Yeah, yeah. He's really, he's, he's, he's like pretty cool. Too. He's yeah. he's got an interesting design, and yeah, I do like his demeanor as and well. And there's a bit of a story about him too, so that actually helps. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So I mean, not all the characters are the best, but I mean, the ones that are stick, uh, they, they 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 stand out pretty well. Yeah. So. Anything else you guys want to go over about characters? No, not really. Hey. Um, no, I mean, the only other thing I got to add is the character design itself, and that, once again, we've been singing Masaki's praise the whole podcast, but her character design, it it's not a lot of standout, but they, they added that finesse to it that really uh, uh, makes it a cool character, right? Yeah. Just... You know what I'm talking about? Like that one finesse thing they added. That kind of goes into animation oh, a little bit. I think. Oh yeah. I think I yeah. Know what you're about. I know what you're talking uh, about. I'm, too. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a visual cue to to. Chris. Yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we both know what you're talking about. What and it's crazy it? how it's just like, changing. Yeah, it is a little bit spoiler, but it's crazy how just changing that one thing really changed the whole character design almost. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It is. Um, all right, so we want to save animation for last. So why don't we go on to um, music? Um, opening theme. I really like the opening. Oh yeah, it's done I by really do. it's done by Alley Project, the same guys who the same girl group that do the Code Geass. Some of the Code Geass. Yep. Animals, pretty much half of them. Yeah. They they do a fantastic job with this opening as well. Yeah. Yeah. This. I mean, the opening really embodies what the anime is about. Oh, definitely. I agree, I agree 100%. I, it, it, I couldn't skip over it with every episode I watched. No, it was no. like a, oh, I never skip over it either. Yeah, yeah it, it's one of those few anime that I'll like watch the opening every time. Um, there's, only, there's only a handful of anime that I'll do that with. Full Metal Alchemist. Um, this one's good. And I really love pretty much every fairy tale opening so i'll always watch those it's it's a great mix of beautiful and spooky oh yeah 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 it's a very haunting melody it theme it really is it's very very like fast paced as well yeah it's yeah. hectic and then, and then and then it's you get to the end theme which is like just a complete like three like 180 i mean from... it's like it's it's like comparing the two 
the opening and ending themes that figure out right right like it's... they both sound beautiful but like they're so different in their portrayal mm -hmm. except i'm not gonna lie i don't really like the ending theme for another quite that much that yeah it's not that, it's not that great, i tend to i tend to stop the episode yeah <laughs> as soon as the ending plays yeah well I, I do that too but it's mostly because i want to like just keep watching yeah yeah get to the next one yeah yeah so um but so I mean, not only not only are are the is the opening great, but I love the music that they use throughout yes. the episodes. It really fits well. It it adds to the like tension and suspense, and it really works in their favor. And the other the other great thing about it is with this series. And again, I this is always this this does horror right in the way horror mm -hmm. music should do, and the way musical cues should do mm -hmm. because what you constantly see in really really bad horror entertainment particularly horror films there's always whenever there's a jump scare there's always just that loud clanging stupid violin <laughs> right. that tells you hey here's something scary and then after the it's done you're just like well there it is that the scare happened with this it's a building it's a building kind of theme that goes on like yeah it never it never fully like it never fully crescendos to a high point that symbolizes something scary but it's just so constant the entire time and it keeps you on your nerves really yeah i mean it, it definitely it definitely adds to it. it it's not and it doesn't intrude on anything either it, it's it's not too loud it's it's definitely background music and sometimes you don't even notice it until like you're like oh shit something's about to happen oh yeah and then you're like oh now i noticed the music something's about to happen the music they picked itself complements the anime really well as well like they didn't throw any strange techno tracks in there or something like that it's all... right oh yeah 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 it definitely i mean i couldn't ask for any more fitting music for this anime my opinion um, it, it just yeah, it just it just fits like a puzzle piece very very well. Um, you know, it it would be in my opinion a totally different anime if it didn't have the music that it does. I mean, it would still be good, but the music it it aids it. It doesn't. It's not just there for you know background. Noise. It's not the like I said. The music's not there to like scare the crap like right. just to like scare the crap out of you for one second and then it's gone mm -hmm. it, it's such a building tension is yeah. what it is exactly. and it's great it really is mm -hmm. all right so should we move on to animation then uh, i'm good think, if you guys are yeah, yep i think so too all right so this is the fun one um so earlier i hinted at it a little bit um but Chris wanted to save it for last, which fair enough. I I agree. It's definitely one of the most um like notable things about this anime. It's, yeah, it's all the the question is though, is it a spoiler or not? No. Because how much does it play into I mean they I mean it's shown even in, in the opening. Yeah. Oh is so, it? Yeah. I doubt oh, okay, it's then, it's, yeah, that's it's, fine. It's, it's not a spoiler at all. Yeah, it, it just it, it it adds very well to the. Well, um, if we're thinking about the same thing, though, I would argue that it does play a role in the 
in the plot. Uh, the the dolls? Well, at some point. Oh, the doll. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, something about Masaki. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, I that... know. We yeah, we know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Um, we're talking okay. You guys dolls. are just talking about the dolls. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. I was That's, I was confused. Okay. I was not on the dolls. same train. Well, yeah. for, before we before we talk about the dolls, let's actually talk about the animation itself mm. and how gorgeous it is. It is very beautiful. This is a very beautiful looking series. It's hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they use a lot of dark colors, um, but I mean, rightfully so. It, it fits the series. Yeah, it fits the tone of the series. But just because they use only. Um, not only, but primarily dark colors doesn't mean that it's not completely beautiful. Yeah, if you can get a good idea of how beautiful the series or the animation is just by googling and looking up the art cover. Yeah, because I'm looking at it right now, and it yeah, it does one, pretty much capture the one on my anime list. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. It's a very distinct and. It's a distinct art style in and of itself, even though it kind of has a little bit of a... It has, like, the classic anime-looking trope to it. It kind of looks like every other anime, but what defines it is just the lighting and the colors. Yeah, and how well they're blended together, the the blacks and the reds in that cloud scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do They do very well with, um, with the tones and um, the lighting and... and I mean, really, everything with this anime. Um, like, just looking at uh, uh, Misaki Mei, um, I mean, her getup is pretty much primarily black. She's got dark black hair, a black, um, you know... Uh, Overcoat thing? Yeah, Sailor coat. There's, yeah, there there's go. like an official name for it, but, and then the dark blue skirt. But her, her eye color is red. And it pops. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It, and then also her necktie is red, which <laughs> is very almost symbolic in a way. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, they do really well with the contrasting colors and it fits really well um for character design for um backgrounds and, and just everything. Environments, yeah. Everything yeah, everything everything is so impeccable about the way the series looks. Mm-hmm. And it help it does help because like it's very, very recent. It's only I think it only came out three years ago. I watched uh, I watched the twenty twelve, yeah. I remember I watched I did watch the first episode when it first actually it? around the time it came out. I'm like, wow, this series looks really cool and I was really, really shocked by how beautiful it looks uh-huh. at the time. I never got into it back then until now, but it, it it popped out even then. Yeah, yeah. Something else popped out even then too, as well. If we're can we can we segue into it? Let's segue into All it. Alright, go for it, man. Fuck the dolls. <laughs> Just fuck the dolls. The the series um has a lot of like lifeless mannequin dolls in it. Um, and we're not talking about the other classmates. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, and the creepy factor when you see these dolls, especially like there's a doll shop. Creepy factor in a, in in a basement out of the of like all things. yeah, and, and it what, just jettisons through the roof. And what and what the series does so impeccably well is that there is all this tension building atmosphere that goes on, like 
whether it's a conversation between Misaki and Sakakibara, uh, Saki like in the doll shop, mm. and there would just be like a conversation, the music would just build and build, it'd be mostly constant, and there'd be no cues, no musical cues whatsoever, and it flashes to a doll's lifeless fucking face, <laughs> and it scares you no matter what. There's no warning, nothing to tell you, and it just lingers there for a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, that shows just how creepy dolls all are dolls are on their own because it's not like, oh, in this series the dolls come to life and kill people or oh this curse revolves around dolls. In all actuality, dolls have very little to do with this anime besides the fact that they're creepy. Yeah. And like that's all that's one of the bigger awesome things about this is that the entire time you're questioning like well, what is going to happen? Are these, is it these dolls? Is it the dolls I'm supposed to be afraid of? I don't know. Like, are the dolls going to come to life? And you really, you question, you get paranoid in like these scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, the, I, the dolls are one of my favorite parts of this. Oh, it's one of my favorite parts. I love my... it. And the, the funny thing is too, like, you, you, they're, I mean, they're mannequins like this in real life. Oh yeah, you can, you can see them all the time, and and I feel like the animated version of these mannequins are just as creepy as the real things. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, according to the series, I don't spoiler alert or whatever. But according to this series, an umbrella is a million times more dangerous than a doll. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's true. That is true. So. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I mean, everything about the art of the series is awesome. Yeah, mm. yeah, that, that one, that one doll. They're so mm, just um, like, and I mean, the worst part is like some of them are like half put together, and it makes them almost even creepier. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, like everything, everything about the art style of this anime is amazing, in my opinion. I wonder how much symbolism is in this anime. I wish I would have paid more attention to that when I was watching it the first time. I could see, I could see it probably having a high amount of symbolism. Not that I would know what the symbolism is, yeah. but I could definitely see, um, with the uniqueness of the art style, I could see that being a thing. I'll tell and, you. Yeah, that'd be an interesting paper to read or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so all in all. Um, I think we've got that covered pretty well, unless you guys want to add anything else. Right? No? Well, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so all in all... Um, uh, you know what I do want to add, if we're going to wrap it up? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I do want to add that the rewatch value for this, especially if you're like me and forgot who the dead person was when you rewatched it. <laughs> Um, the rewatch value is very high. I enjoyed it almost just as much the second time. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I think the rewatch value of this is high just because I love this series in the way that, um, like I said, the art style and the atmosphere and everything like that is, is totally up my alley. So I, I like the rewatch for that. I, I, this is probably going to be one of those ones that I watch every Halloween because once i once i finish it because like i really really do like it this series does or well mm -hmm. it does it really well yeah. i'm just i'm waiting for the plots 
to You're waiting finally, for the payoff. I'm waiting for the payoff. And ultimately, when it pays off, if it pays off very well for me, this series will rank extremely high for me. Yeah. It will It will probably rank okay. extremely high. I, I'm going to, at the end of this, after we cut everything off, um, before we, we end it, or well, after we end the show, I, I, me and I, I'm going to have us ask you who you think the student is. Okay. And then, Oh, there's no way he's... Okay. I mean, you never know. He might get it, but it, it, I want I just want to see. I'm not going to tell you whether you're right or not. Okay. I just want to see what you think. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, all in all, in this series, um, if we rate the, what, four categories we covered, um, we'll go through the, the art style, the music, the characters, and the, the plot. Okay. Um, let's, let's start with the... Uh, what did we start with? The plot? The plot. So let's start with the plot. I would give the plot probably, uh, I'd say, a, um, maybe about a nine. Okay. Yeah, I, I liked it, and especially after after the you watch the whole series, I think it, it ends pretty well. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Nate? I, I agree with you. You can gather most of the plot from the first episode, in my opinion, but... I mean, the plot's a mystery, right? So it does well developing that mystery, and it doesn't detract that you kind of know what's going on, right? Generally, from the from the start. So yeah, no, I'd give it a nine as well. Chris, I'm gonna give it a seven right now, just because I'm not finished with the plot. I mean, there is going to be. I know there will be payoff with this Mm -hmm. series, but right now it is an incredible. It's a it's a very confusing, and um, kind of counterintuitive kind of plot that doesn't really leave it leaves a lot to the imagination as to what could happen but at the same time just i haven't gotten to that payoff yet so i can't appreciate it as much would as it, I understand. would it be spoiler to ask if so you can tell us after the recording but to ask what what you're confused about um i suppose the big i don't know just the biggest the biggest confusion i have is just with this whole the complications with this whole curse it's it's really really odd it's kind of inconsistent there's, yeah, there's, at lots, times. Of, there's lots of rules to the it's curse. <laughs> it, it's a little it's a little plot holy from what i can see a little bit so i'm waiting i'm waiting to see it kind of get explained in better terms than it has been than the little okay. breadcrumbs they've been given us i guess that I mean, that is a flaw too but i guess that kind of can play into the rewatch value as well too because then the second time you go through it, you'll be able to pick out little things, right? And be yeah, like, oh, that's true. hey, that okay. makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I could see it, not everybody, but I could see some people, maybe this being a, a series that you might watch twice to get the full value out of it. The first time for the fun, the second time to kind of fill in the holes. Yeah. Like after you know the ending, you're like, oh, okay. And, and I, 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 I can totally attest to this because, Rewatching this again, and I remembered who the student was. Okay. So the whole time I was like picking up on these subtle clues, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, that's kind of cool." And, and again, like that will that will attest if to how much the ending will affect me when yeah. I finish it. And if it affects me in the way that it affects you guys, then yeah, I might just start rewatching the series again and start picking the part like you guys are. Careful, you sound like you're getting excited there, buddy. I'm not I 
I'm, I never said I didn't like the series. I do like it. I do like it a lot. Um, there's just some inconsistencies with the plot that I'm a little iffy on, I guess. Sure. Um, okay, so then why don't we move on to what was our second? Characters. Uh, characters. Mind if I start? Yeah, go Because I'm going to say my score and then I really need to use the restroom and I'll let you guys deal with the fallout. Perfectly fine. I was going to do the same thing too. I give the characters a five. <laughs> what? Have I got to be left on my own? <laughs> Drop the mic, he's out. <laughs> Characters are five, Misaki's the five, everyone else contributes. Misaki, oh. though! Give Misaki, Misaki higher like than five, five, and then five. give everyone lower so it averages out. Yeah, okay, there we go. Okay, fine. I, I give the character a six because of Misaki. Okay. There right. we go. All right. Um, okay. Uh, what about you, Ty? Um, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I agree to with Chris to a point that I don't think these these characters are the most like rememberable thing about this. Um, Masaki May definitely a ten in her part. Um, I think it would probably average out to if I could give it like a seven point five, I would. But if I had to choose between the seven and eight, maybe it's ah, a hard one. It's a hard one because like. I love Masaki Mae so much, I want to give it a, an 8, but then, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm a nice guy. I'll say 8. <laughs> uh, if if you would have said 7, I would have balanced you out. I am I was a fan of the characters, so I agree with you 100%, you and Chris, that Masaki plays her part phenomenally. You know, she, she shines the brightest of all the characters. Um, but I don't I, <clears throat> I think there are characters that are kind of getting a little bit overlooked, like uh, Akizawa. Yeah, um, I, I, I like Akizawa. And yeah, she, she plays the important part throughout the whole thing. I mean, every every character plays their role well, and there weren't any parts where I was like, why is this character doing this? I mean, they even have the uh, stereotypic main character's best friend's uh, characters, which I even think... I think they did those better than most an- most animes play those off as just like dumb guys used for comic relief, but those guys were uh, entertaining to watch too. They weren't like that dumb comp, uh, you know, dumb guy comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> there were fodder characters, you know. I'm looking through the list now. There were there are some faces I don't remember, but if you're, <laughs> I feel like personally, I'm okay. Since this is an anime with a lot of casualties, I'm okay with fodder characters just because that's a character I'm not getting attached it's, to it's that kind dies. Of a, it's kind of a necessary thing in an anime like this. Yeah. Um, so you gotta have characters to kill. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a horror, you have to have characters per- to kill. Precisely. Per- hey, I'm back. Precisely <laughs> what I was gonna talk about. I didn't care about the characters for the simple fact of I just wanted to see some people get killed. Oh, and they did. There's, so, there's definitely a nice chunk of cute people getting killed. Um, and again, the fact the fact I give the characters overall a six doesn't mean anything six for is, Misaki. Six is like what? Okay. Yeah. On the scale, the seven is good. It's an over, eight to, is great. Nine is amazing. Ten is masterpiece. To me, to me, in the end, like it's a six overall for the characters. If I was to rate the character individually, like specifically, we look at Misaki. Misaki's a nine, yeah. honestly. She's uh, not, solid. She's a solid nine. But yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. On to uh, music was our next one. Um, Nate, you want to start? Yeah. yeah. Music. 
Uh, nine. I'd give it a nine. I'd almost give it a ten just because out of all the horror anime we've watched, you know, none none of the music in them really compares to how well this music is done. So in, um, in a horror genre, you would give it a ten, but in just plain anime, you would give it a nine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's fair. Um, I, I would say, yeah, I'd say nine. Nine's a good. It's it's very very good at what it does. It, it uh, and I really like the the intro. Um, <laughs> like I said, the ending, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say an eight and a half, simply because I think the music works amazingly well within the series. It yes. works nearly to perfection in the series. The problem is I don't. I, I don't see myself anytime later like looking up the OCT at any point in time. I don't think the tracks yeah. themselves are that memorable. I mean, they're 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 good for a horror. They're good in the context. Oh yeah, but exactly. if you take them out of the context, then it's kind of just it, it'd be kind of weird just listening to a horror movie soundtrack. True. I don't know of any. I, I just, to me, they, I don't think they're I don't think they're melodically that great. They work ambiently well within. Yes, the, very good about a- a- the anime itself. I agree. I'd have to go back and and listen to the music again. Am I wrong in saying a lot of it was like kind of classical esque music, or is that just something I'm making up? No, it's like classical ish. Okay. And, and I would also like to point out that not only, I mean, we've mostly just talked about the music for the sound, but there's good sound effects as well. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it, it almost has like its own Higurashi like cicada thing going on there's like a almost like a uh a, not like a screeching noise but like a um a definite distinct noise yeah i could, um, that, I could agree with that yeah so it, it's not only just the music i, li- I like the, the sound effects as well um and then finally the the animation i would say uh, in my opinion 10 10 uh, I'd give it. I'd give it a ten too, just because it's it's so darn beautiful. Yeah. We should, we, might, we should have just as well said it all together. You, you, I knew. We were all, I knew we were all gonna ten. get. I knew we were all gonna give it a ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unanimous. It's it's a ten. It it bothers me because I'm looking at I'm looking at that cover art again, and <laughs> I know there's got to be some importance to these crow feathers. Or these these black feathers that are falling. Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. they've got to be super important, but I just I can't. Put my finger on it. Yeah. 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 All right. So, um, so then, uh, if we put them all together, overall rating for the whole series, go. Do we have to look for a mathematical average of the whole thing? Oh, I mean, you know, I, I don't. (laughs) I'm going to calculate mine then. I guess if you want to do a mathematical average, you could. I'm just going to say kind of what I I would say. This is a math-free safe zone. (laughs) This is a sanctuary (laughs) from the. Burdens of school. <laughs> uh, so you said nine, Nate. Yeah, I give it nine. Uh, yeah, I could. I. Well, I'm, that's about. Yeah, that's about. I'm it trying does. to remember what I actually gave it on my anime list. It was either nine or ten. Um, you gave con- it nine. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay, nine. In in the context of a horror anime, I'd probably say ten. But as an anime as a whole, nine. Okay. Um. What I, is your mathematical average? Well, that's exactly what I was going to give it. Pretty close. Um, rounding it up, I'd say I'd say an eight. Yeah, I'd say an eight. I mean, eight's still great. It's extremely, extremely solid. Again, yeah. I'm just 
I'm just waiting for the plot to pay off, and if there's ever if there's going to be a major character developments. Right. Yeah. And that's fair too. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. There'll be people. Right. There'll be people who watch this and they absolutely hate it. And that's hey, true. that's fine. And there'll be people uh, who watch it that might like it a lot more than we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's an opinion thing, and this this is our opinion, but. Um, so with that, why don't we move on to news, and I'll let you two go first, so I can take a small break as well. Okay, awesome. Um, do you want? I'll, I can do mine first if you want, Nate. That's fine. I've go already got. We all were, we were kind of talking about a similar article about this last uh, last week. Um, Guillermo del Toro is going to actually pitch the project of having the monster um, anime adaptation. Hopefully, it's going to happen sometime in the next year. Um, Guillermo del Toro, who did Pacific Room and Hellboy and recently released his newest film, Prince and Peak, um, this October, is pitching his adaptation of Monster. I heard that was really good. I heard, I, I, wanted, I heard Crimson Peak was really cool, but I heard it was misadvertised. Really? Like, it's a, it was advertised as a horror film, but apparently it's a... It's a period piece romance series, romance movie that just so happens to have ghosts in it. Well, you are the movie blog guy, so I'll take your word on that. I, I want, I want, I want to see it, but yeah, that that's that's simply what I've heard about it. Um, while he initially developed the show as a series for HBO, he has stated that the show is now out of HBO, so it's likely not going to be on HBO now. Um, so it's possible that after writing a couple episodes, he's going to pitch it to other companies and it could happen sometime next year. So this could easily mean that, Hey, maybe, uh, maybe Hulu or Netflix could pick it up. Honestly. Yeah, I could see, I would like Hulu. I would like Netflix. I could see maybe CW, but I kind of hope not. Nothing against any of the shows they have out now. I just don't think they could do it. They have the resources to do it justice. I think... I see. See, I think I think CW could turn it out to something good because I do like I I do like the production qualities of like um. I mean, I look at Arrow. something like yeah, I, I look at something like Arrow, and I I and can't see how that would fit. Yeah, super. I, was I, I, was Supernatural CW? Yeah, Supernatural CW, and I love I oh, love I, I love Supernatural. I take back what I said then because Supernatural was phenomenally uh well done. So okay, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, so, maybe, maybe. I don't well, know. I could definitely show. see it showing up on AMC as well, though. Just because uh, get the fuck out of here. Else? AMC could definitely pick it up. Um, they did well with Walking Dead, and it would nice. It'd be nice to see AMC credited with something besides Walking Dead, because that's like all they got right now. Well, hey, after they after had, they had uh, they had Breaking, they had Breaking Bad. Bad they had Breaking they had Breaking Bad I don't oh yeah is, that's true is Mad Men still going on I don't know Mad Men switched over to HBO Mad Men switched over to HBO or something like that I thought they was on I HBO. heard I, I don't know but yeah or no Sopranos or something like that. Sopranos yeah, Sopranos was on AMC and then it switched to yeah, HBO yeah that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. not Mad Men Sopranos was originally AMC but yeah I think AMC could definitely pick it up and I think it would give the the network a little bit more credibility than their only well-known show being right now being a zombie series so um that would that would work out really really well that wouldn't be too big of a transition from something like walking dead to monster as either yeah. 
Plus, Monster itself isn't it isn't an incredibly violent and sexually explicit series, so I don't think HBO I don't think we would need HBO to really do it. I think some something like CW, which can get violent sometimes with supernatural. I think they could still pull off something like Monster, but I could see AMC doing it better. All right. Well, uh, Tyler, if you're cool with it, let's move on to you next. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. So, you know me. I'm a dub guy. Well, speaking of, did you guys watch the another in a dub or sub? Sub. I didn't even know there was a dub until I saw. Right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember when I watched it in the first time. I think I watched it dubbed the first time, and then the second time I watched it on Crunchyroll, and they had it subbed. I watched it on Crunchyroll both times being subbed, because I, like Chris, did not know they had a dub. I didn't know. Until I was looking at the My Anime list for it, and I saw English voice actors. I'm like... Well, and it looked from the from the looks of the voice actors, it looks like Funimation. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise it, me. I think it. I think it is Funimation. I mean, I don't know. It's not on Funimation.com at least. If it is, it could. Let me. Let me. Uh, while you're looking for your news article, I'll um, add it looks like Sentai Filmworks. Oh yeah, Sentai Filmworks, of course. Which I mean, I like. It's not that. Funimation. It's Sentai. Yeah. Well, or, that or or, or um, Aniplex. Aniplex. Aniplex is a big one. I don't think Bondi does it anymore, do they? But they passed on all their shit to Aniplex. I think they did, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, uh, yeah, so I'm a dub guy. You know that. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of Sentai Filmworks, <laughs> uh, Sentai Filmworks began streaming a preview of its English dub of Black Bullet on Monday. The video features Chris Patton as... Uh, Rintaro Satomi, Satomi and Jay Hickman as uh, Kagetane Hiruku. Interesting. Um, I know Chris Patton. I'm yeah, that's not great. Sure. Yeah, Chris Patton's a great voice actor. I'm not. He, oh, he also. Um, he does. He does a voice in. Um, a, a series, I think it was a few weeks ago when we were doing a bi-weekly buy on uh, Full Metal Panic. He's the main character in that. The, um, the Gintama, mo- the first movie for Gintama uh-huh. actually was done by Sentai Filmworks as well, and Chris Patton was Kentucky as well. Really? Yeah, he did a pretty decent job. Interesting. Um, but I do not know Jay Hickman. Not sure who that is. I might know him if I actually saw... Let's look, see if I can pick him out of the list real quick. Um, yeah, looks like he's in quite a bit of stuff, but nothing that I know of. Oh, he was in Elfin Lead as Karama. Elfin Lead was originally done by ADV, which did Neon Genesis Evangelion, mm-hmm. and ADV ultimately dissolved into Funimation at some point. Right. Um, other than that, I mean, he's been in, it looks like, a lot of stuff, but nothing. Oh, hey, that caught my eye. He was Nizo the Butcher in the Gintama movie. Oh, there you go. But, like, I don't see anything, like, super standout-ish. No. That I know of, at least. But it looks like, at least, he has a lot of, a lot of stuff under his belt. Um... 
But I'm excited, though, because I've been seeing a lot about this Black Bullet series. Um, here's a quick synopsis. Um, the Gastria virus spreads like wildfire, causing each infected host to rapidly mutate, gaining new powers and ability with every stage of development. Even while they continue attack, continue to attack, kill, and infect multiple new hosts. Unable to fight a pandemic enemy that turns defenders into adversaries, the, sh uh, the shocked remnants of the human race are forced to retreat into cities surrounded by giant monoliths made out of venarium, uh, one of the few materials that can stop the gastro. Now, mankind, mankind's last hope lies in the cursed children. Young girls infected with the virus who have managed to retain a hold on their humanity. Paired with a partner, they alone have the strength to take on the virus in a one-on-one -on -one, in one-on-one -on -one combat. But the very thing that gives them power is a ticking time bomb. So even as they protect humanity, they are also feared and shunned. Are they girls, monsters, or mankind's ultimate salvation? Um, and just looking at the the art style of this video makes me want to watch it just Looks alone. Brand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of I'm very interested in this um, anime, and I'm glad to hear that it is being dubbed. So we should put it on the list. I'm very well thinking about it. The only thing, the only thing I have, I unfortunately have to say is that I'm not too terribly impressed by Sentai Filmworks' actual like eighty their their eighty process at all. It's kind of it's very it's a very rough eighty process. Oh really? Yeah, the Gintama Gintama the movie, despite the fact that it had some pretty talented voice actors in it, it was really really rough translations of the dialogue in a felt like it was all done in one take unfortunately oh really they, they're not they're huh. not the best even though all the actors are really good it's like it's like the dubbing for it's the directors not really the yeah actors. it's it's like the dubbing for a video game based on a popular anime like i'm not gonna lie the ad dubbing of the naruto ultimate ninja storm <laughs> Even though it's the same freaking voice actors, it almost feels like they just kind of copied pasted lines. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's not there. It's not the great the greatest delivery, just because it feels it, it feels phoned in. And I get, I kind of feel that way from Sentai Filmworks a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, so that's mine. Are we doing like round robin style, or are we doing both? Yeah. Down? So your turn then. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> um, so I got one from Crunchyroll. Japanese fans choose their favorite summer 2015 anime. Ooh, interesting. A poll of over a thousand fans rank their favorite 2015 anime, and the top 10 are as followed. Number 10, Rampo uh, Kaiten, yep. Game of Laplace. That wasn't too bad. You've watched it? I have watched um, about eight episodes of it. I'm not completely finished with it, but I did watch some. It, it looks a little interesting. On this picture, they show one of the characters has a bag over his head. It is interesting. Huh. Yes, I know the character you're talking about. It is interesting and it, a, a pretty cool anime. I There's one problem I have with it, and that is it's one of those, the main character's a guy, but 
he's so girly, you think it's a girl, and it's just kind of weird. So number nine is Nan Nan Biori Repeat. Number eight is Overlord. Number seven is Waganari. Number six is Gate. Number five is Snow White with the red hair. Number four is uh, Himoto uh, Umar-chan. I've learned recently that yous are not often pronounced in Japanese words. Yes, that is true. Uh, number um, in, in fact, the Itadakimasu that we do actually has a U at the end. So if you were to phonetically pronounce it, it would be Itadakimasu. Oh, uh, yeah, you told us that. Yeah. Um, number three is school live. Number two, prison school. Uh, well, that one, I, it seems like it's been pretty popular. I did not like it. At, no? Oh, man, I, I did not like it at all. Um, I, I got about five episodes in. I really tried to. It had a lot of funny kind of things to it, but it was, um, well, I mean, you can just tell. Does it have a picture of it? Yeah, and then the picture is like a uh, a sumo-looking guy who's shirtless and he's got a tiny face. Uh, <laughs> and then some other characters. They, they very much so in that series... Um, sexualized like over sexualized women and kind of it's kind of demeaning to women if you ask me um it's kind of got some funny little bits here and there but i i mean the art style is like way over exaggerated and very perverted and <laughs> i've seen pictures of some of the cosplay and yeah i i believe you there yeah yeah it's yeah it's not my cup of tea but number one is an anime I've been super into recently, uh, and I, I've been watching it, I think I'm on like episode eight or something, and it's really good, I like it so far, it's called Charlotte. Yeah. I think I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. Yep. Well, maybe we'll watch it sometime. Sounds good. So that's the top ten, summer 2015, according to uh, poll. Of over a thousand fans. That's interesting, though. That was interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, for my last news article, um, apparently it's been reported by the holiday, the Hollywood Reporter, that um, the screenwriter for the recent movie about the NWA um, hip hop group with Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, and Eazy E, uh, straight out of Compton. The writer, Jonathan Herman, is now on board to rework the script of the DreamWorks live-action adaptation, Ghost in the Shell. Um, some of the, the same production team is still under wrap, is still under contract to do it. Scarlett Johansson will still be um, major Us Kusanagi. I think she could do well. Sure. It could do really well. Um, the same director, Rupert Sanders, did Snow White and the Huntsman, which I thought was a really cool little film as well. Um, DreamWorks and Paramount are still co-financing and co-producing it, and while Paramount is handling the international release of the film, DreamWorks will handle the release per its original deal in the States with Disney. Oh, I don't know if that's a good sign or not. Um, I, I think that's a good, good sign still. Disney does well with the Marvel films, and 
<laughs> will do good with uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's a really dark series, though. They've or been, it can be dark. Dis- Disney's Disney's the Disney Touchstone Pictures banner will be doing it. Oh, they're the ones. They they're the ones who do like the other some of the more darker films, mm-hmm. like um. As far as I, as far as I remember, I think The Sixth Sense was under that as well, oh, wow. and a couple other R-rated films as well. So technically, there are R-rated Disney films out there. Technically, yeah. just not under the full Disney logo. It's under, under Touchstone. So it's being distributed by Disney, just by their other subsidiary. Gotcha. So gotcha. again, I'm still kind of excited for that. I just have I to mean, see how it goes. It sounds like it has probably one of the best chances of all the. Um, English ad like live action adaptations of any animated. It truly does because it's got an A list cast. Um, you know, actual and, you know, good producers and 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 staff, and it sounds like it could do well. I think it could do well too, and I really hope it does. I hope because it. it could actually usher in like, I mean, think about what was the first superhero movie in the two, early 2000s that launched everything. X-Men. Oh, X-Men. Spider-Man? I was with nah. I thought it was Spider-Man. X-Men. X-Men. See, I wasn't a big X-Men fan, that's probably why. X-Men. Definitely more of a Spider-Man. Yeah. X-Men ushered in the age, but I think Spider-Man kind of cemented it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it only takes the one really good one, and if people like it enough, I mean, how huge is the Marvel Universe now? Oh yeah. Uh, well, the the film Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least. Um, so yeah. So uh, here's for hoping. Uh... All right, um, Nate. Why don't you take the next one? Because I want to read over this this article real quick. Okay. Um, so you can make the argument that this one's not strictly anime related. But I think it's really, really cool, and I feel like our listeners will too. So, um, it is by Anime News Network, and it's titled "Real Pokemon Gym Will Find Out Who Is the Very Best." So, <laughs> in Japan, they're opening a real-life Pokemon gym. Um, so the article says, uh, it will put kids to the test with its. Um, Pokemon Expo Gym. So planning is underway. It's going to open November nineteenth in Osaka, and it'll, the building will have different stations, and stations will teach um, <clears throat> the fans tips and tricks on individual Pokemon abilities, while providing a space to meet new Pokemon enthusiasts. Um, so some of their trading stations include. Charizard's Battle Coliseum and Gardevoir's Control Score, and visitors will well visitors that successfully complete the areas can win rewards like exclusive Pokemon for Pokemon X, Y, Alpha Sapphire, and Omega Ruby games. So it sounds like you you go there and there's a bunch of stations with like interactive uh, Pokemon activities. And I wish there were like trainers for these stations that you know would would uh, you could hook up your your DS2 or whatever and battle, but I don't know if that's the case. So you want to battle a youngster Joey in real life? I mean, <laughs> I did when I was ten. 
I'm not gonna lie. Just don't give him your phone number. You'll get all kinds of spam calls about his. That was the worst. That's only yeah. that's, that's only Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Thank goodness. No, I think that started in um, Fire Red and Leaf Green. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Well, it stopped in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. If like a random youngster Joey just popped out and said, "Hey, do you want a Pokemon battle?" Oh, I, I'm no. not gonna lie. I think I would just trip the little, <laughs> the little shit and just run away. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay, it's well, let me different. pose this to you, though. What it's if they have a Misty uh, gym leader in there? I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah would that not be interesting? As long as she's a water gym leader. Yeah. And there's a giant tank of water, and she's in the bikini. <laughs> and she's older. Because I think Misty in the game was probably like... Like 11? Uh, I thought she was like 12. I thought she was older than Ash. I thought she was like a year older. Well, they're still perpetually 12 and 11. Yes. Ever, so... Yes. True. So, yeah. The funny thing is, though, I think if they actually grew up, they would be older than us. Yeah. They'd be on like their 30s. Can you imagine that? Like a mature Pokemon anime series with everyone older? Huh. Ooh, I don't know. There might be a market for that. It depends on how much, you know, how much us, us old Pokemon fans would be interested in it. Because it'd yeah. be just a big nostalgia thing, really. Right, right. Alright, so last article time. Um, this one's pretty big. This is actually a very interesting article. That's why I wanted to read it over real quick before um, uh, before I said it. Um, so, media distribution service Crunchyroll and Japanese trading uh, company uh, Sumimoto Corporation announced on Thursday that they have launched a joint venture to create a company focused on fun uh, funding anime co-production products. For being part of an anime an anime's production committee, the company can immediately acquire foreign distribution rights and promote anime outside of Japan. Uh, Crunchyroll and Sumimoto Corporation have yet to announce the company's name, uh, the amount that either participant is investing, or the scope of the investment. But Crunchyroll did announce that it has 700,000 paying subscribers more than 10 million registered users worldwide. I'll tell you what, good for Crunchyroll. They've done so much for, uh, you know, the advancement of, of anime in, in North America. Yeah, and in so little time, too. I, I, I feel I like don't, Crunchyroll is only, like, two years old. It's very, very, very recent. I remember, like, hearing about it, like, a couple of years ago and thinking, huh, interesting. Uh, founded in 2007... Um, yeah. And in 2008, the company raised 4.05 million in its first round of funding. <laughs> so it tells you how much people actually like Crunchyroll. And they launched it in October of 2013. Yeah, it launched its Crunchyroll manga service in October. Okay. 2013. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I can't stress how much i i love crunchyroll like there's two sites that i will go to for um anime uh, first and foremost i'll look at funimation's site because i love funimation they do really well with the voice acting and producing of anime and um i'm a dub guy so that's the first place i go 
Second place, I go Crunchyroll because they are awesome too. And they release new anime. They they have out. so much anime. So you're able to like pick and choose. Like, oh wow, this new anime looks really cool. I might pick it up. Yeah, I mean they have so much anime that like if you go through and try and browse all their anime, I just could I like I get overwhelmed. I'm like, yeah, too much. I can't figure it out. So yeah, this is great. Good for Crunchyroll. If either. Uh, Crunchyroll or Funimation employees happen to be listening and they want to sponsor a podcast, well, we happen to be available. We happen to I be mean, available. we kind of just gave you free sponsoring anyway, yeah. but you know, we'll cut that off eventually. You know, I like to think they're good people and they're like, hey, you know, nice. we appreciate them doing this. We're going to sponsor them. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. We're we're happy to sponsor and low on money, except <laughs> <Right>. for Tyler. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of true, but I, I I spend my money frugally, so I mean, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this uh, I think is uh, that uh, the end of the um, episode. Yep, yes, right on time too. Actually, yeah. this was a little longer than last week, wasn't it? Really, I think so. Um, I think it was right about the same. Around the same maybe, time. maybe a little longer, but not a lot. Um, but I mean, hey, it's good stuff. So as long as people enjoy it, um, we'll try and keep it uh, about an hour normally. But sometimes, you know, things happen, and we get a little excited and really love a series and go into it a little more. Um, so next week. Well, probably, we're we're not tying ourselves to anything, but we'll probably get back to our regular schedule. Yeah, I think we we, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, before we head out, I wanted to uh, do a little um, little shout out. Um, last week, I believe it was you, Nate, had an article about Ruby. Oh yeah, um, the Rooster Teeth uh, YouTube anime esque series, um, and I said I wasn't a big fan. I couldn't get past the animation. Um, I went back and I really tried uh, giving it a second chance. Um, I had keeping an open mind and everything, and I like it. So jumping aboard that ruby bandwagon i mean it it's <laughs> it's good it it definitely um they definitely did very well with it for being an english uh a, a you know production um it definitely has an anime-esque feel to it but um yeah so yay ruby <laughs> that's uh r-w-b-y so like that, and if you if you guys want to watch it, it's on uh, YouTube. It's like uh, short shorts, like five to fifteen minute episodes. Um, but anyway, I think that uh, wraps us up. Mm-hmm. Anything sure else? Nope. 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 We're, good. We're good. We're good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Check out. Uh, if you could be so kind as to give us a review on iTunes, for those help a ton. Um, the the better, you know, the more reviews we have, the better chance we have to um, get seen by more people and share our, our love of anime with more people. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, I have been one of your hosts, Tyler, other host, Nate, and our special guest, Chris. Uh, we shall see you guys later. See ya. Sayonara. Yeah, I'm a chat.